Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back here on Sports Talk, bringing you up till 8 p.m. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Charlie Long, and we are going to go to the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and text line. We've got Ross Jackson on the line, host of Locked on Saints and senior reporter for the Saints News Network. I've been trying to – I've said that like three times. I've got it wrong every time with that one. And that time I had to explain why I got it wrong, so I still got it right. Anyway, how you doing, Ross? Hey, buddy. You did great, man. You did yeah, great. Glad yeah. to be here with you, man. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Usually by the fourth <laughs> hour of this show, I've, I've gotten to the point where everyone stopped listening, but I'm on I'm on Warmed point, up. So, yeah, yeah. It only takes <laughs> got, about three got, hours. Got in that rhythm, right? Yeah. <laughs> So we've spent the last three three weeks out at, and let's say it together, organized team activities. Oh, I know that's God. been an issue for you, Ross. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's practice. We can just say practice. Um, but so, you know, why don't you just hit me with you know, some of the takeaways that you had. Anyone stand out to you in particular that you've seen at these three practices? And we're going to pretend we know everything about everything after watching, you know, what, 90 minutes combined of, of Saints <laughs> practice. But what were some of the takeaways that you had after these past three weeks? Yeah, I mean, clearly this is a Super Bowl team. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I mean, I think that you know, the big highlight, of course, is, is Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr, I think, did a, a great job of commanding the offense, getting in and out of the huddle, doing those things that you would expect the quarterback to be able to do. But also you see the extracurriculars going on to where, you know, he and Chris Olave miss on a pass in the third week of OTAs. And Chris Olave already knows, all right, pick up the ball bring it back to Derek, we're running it again, we're going to get it right. And then they work on it to get the timing right. So it's like little things like that, that kind of precision, that type of accountability and all, which goes back to his you know, introductory press conference where he highlighted that you know, accountability across the team is something he feels that is his responsibility, though you know, he's not interested in stepping on the toes of some of the other leaders are already there. So you know, the quarterback, Derek Carr, that's, that's kind of the, the big highlight there. Um, Elsewise, on the on the offensive side, it's great to see just sort of this collection of skilled position players. You know, guys, we were what two two years. We're now two years removed from covering, you know, uh, uh, a Traquan Smith and Lil Jordan Humphrey led wide receiver <laughs> room. You know, don't forget Marquez. And Marquez Calloway, of course. Uh, and so, you know, you, you go from that to now they've got these guys that are, you know, you've got Michael Thomas, of course, hopefully, you know, being able to stay healthy and, and, and coming back. He's certainly driven and, and committed to getting there. Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, who had these great rookie seasons that are looking to kind of have these breakout, you know, continuation, their their second seasons, avoid the, the sophomore slump and go with the sophomore bump instead. 
Uh, but then you look at the other pass catchers that they've gotten, guys like Juwan Johnson and Foster Rose. That's the other thing that's a real standout is just how much this offense has kind of been restructured in such a way that you can see that they have have the the weapons, and that's without even talking about the backfield uh, of it all. And then the defensive side of this team is 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 its, is its identity still very much feels that way. It's still the loudest unit. You know, every practice, trash talk, all that other stuff. Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Tyron Matthew, Marshall, a lot of more fantastic leaders. And so, you know, you can still see this team, you know, finding its groove over on the defensive side um, and all. And so those are kind of my big key, kind of three takeaways there. I guess my first question for you, Ross, is about Jawan Johnson. The Saints obviously extending him in the offseason. They're kind of giving their vote of confidence to him as taking mm-hmm. another. Like, he already kind of took the next step, so to speak, this past season. He had a really good year. But – Yep. giving him that vote of confidence that they expect him to take another step this year with Derek Carr, who's notoriously loved using tight ends. Just look at his connection with Darren Waller with the Raiders a few years back. So I mm-hmm. want to get your thoughts on him because from what I've been hearing from OTAs is that Jawan Johnson's also been looking really good so far with Carr. Yeah, he's looked outstanding, and, and, and you're seeing it in a bunch of different ways. I mean, obviously, it's hard to it's hard to evaluate run blocking during OTAs when no one's really trying to tackle anybody. <laughs> it's just about, you know, am I in the right place? Am I following my responsibilities? Do I understand the play call? Am I reading correctly? It's all of those, the kind of above-the-shoulders football part of it all. But, you know, I, I think when you look at him as a pass catcher, I mean, it's, it's natural for him. You know, he's a big guy that can do big guy things, but he can do more than that. I mean, he might have been the Saints' best yards after catch pass catcher last season you know and so you really like what what he brings to you in terms of you know every level of the offense he just keeps getting bigger and bigger every time that we see him in in like the best way possible Uh, and you know so you know he's going to be able to kind of come in and be that that strong guy that can fight through the, the contact fight through um, you know, fight through these linebackers, fight through these safeties, be bigger and faster than those guys and all. And so, you know, you like what you've seen from him so far, but I think, you know, the, the thing to really look at him in is, you know, the Saints now have him and Foster Moreau, who they can utilize out of these sort of these two tight end sets that they really like. And, and a two tight end set usually to a defense tells you, that that's maybe a little bit more run happy, a little bit more of a rush approach. But the ability to be able to disguise and throw out of that now with these two guys and Juwan Johnson and Foss Moe is huge for this New Orleans State's offense, especially, as you mentioned, with a quarterback like Derek Carr, who's very comfortable throwing to those, those tight end spots, hitting the seams, things like that. So I think there's a lot of sort of that, you know, look, the Saints have struggled to find a reliable and consistent tight end since Jimmy Graham. They've tried the Kobe Fleeners of the world, the Michael Ohm and Awanubis. They've gone with Benjamin Watson twice. They, yeah, you know, they, they tried, you know, uh, Jared Cook for a little Kobe while. Kobe like, Fleener, you remember that name? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they've tried all these guys, and now all of a sudden you're in a situation to where they could have four quintessential pass catchers at, at tight end and Juwan Johnson. Foster Moreau, Lucas Kroll, if he continues to make his development and show what he can do as a blocker. And now Jesse James, who they've added, like any of these guys can be good players for, for this team. And that's without even getting to the Taysom Hill of it all, uh, who would also be in that room. And so uh, I, I think, you know, you look at Juwan Johnson as the leader in the, in the facility at, at tight end, but really that whole room has taken a complete 180 from where it was in recent years. I appreciate that. Like, Two or three years ago, I can't even remember, you learned how to pronounce Omanawa Nui, and you just can't help throwing it out there. It's like, I got this. Got like, got it. Yeah, it's, it's like, it, you know, you go to school and you learn, you know, algebra <laughs> and all these other things. And I have no way to showcase that, but Michael Omanawa Nui, yep. I will get into yep. a conversation if I can. Oh, yeah, it's like, well, it's why I type out Passigno whenever I get the opportunity. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, so you you mentioned Derek Carr earlier, and, you know, he's been sharp in practice, and I, I think that that's – something that anyone can see. He's learning a new offense, but he's clearly picking it up. One of the things that I saw today was Pro Football Focus ranked him as their number 14 quarterback behind mm-hmm. guys 
like Kirk Cousins. And, you know, I, I look at Derek Carr and you see how long he was with the Raiders and was very like a beloved guy in that organization. And I'm sure you've noticed this. You host the podcast as well. And, you know, I've had see, so many Raiders fans showing up oh, yeah, and listening to the sure. podcast and saying, wow, I, I'm a Saints fan now because I love Derek Carr so much. And it's kind of odd when you look at it and you're like, well, why is this the case? But then you see how he operates and you see how he leads a room mm-hmm. and you see how he leads a practice and you see how he leads a press conference and you're sitting in there and you ask a the stupid question and he'll talk for five minutes and it's like you're the only one in the room and you can really understand why there's that sentiment around Derek Carr and I I mean it's it's very breeze like that's the only way I can describe it and you know he just commands that space in a way that is very rare and and it's mm-hmm. and you kind of have to sit there and it's like well why hasn't he won more games and I'm just curious how what would you say in that regard like how, how do you would you agree with that yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that like Derek Carr is one of those guys that has you know a long future beyond football yep. because he's going to have every opportunity available to him. If he wants to go into media, media is going to be available to him. If he wants to go into you know philanthropy and everything, like all that's going to be there for him. And, and this is a guy that is very, very strongly attached uh, to his faith. He goes and he'll you know. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll lead, you know, sermons and, you know, in in, in conversation at different churches and religious institutions and stuff like that. Like he's a, he's a born and bred leader, this guy. And so you put him in a room and give him the opportunity to lead. And, you know, his only option is that he's going to go out and do that. And I think he does a great job of all that. And and look, I I think that there's a lot of folks that might even put, you know, I'm actually, I hear that, you know, pro football focus puts him at 14 and I think, oh, okay, that's a little bit higher than maybe a lot of national pundits might feel about him because they look back at the past couple of years, the 14 interceptions and all these other things, and they go, oh, well, that's clearly Derek Carr's fault. But when you look back at Derek Carr's career, I mean, first of all, working with Josh McDaniels, who doesn't have a Tom Brady to to make his offense work and doesn't have a Bill Belichick to stop him from making bad decisions, we've seen what that looks like in the NFL already, and it's it's repeating again over in Las Vegas. So I I put a lot of what was wrong with the Raiders, uh, you know, last year in particular, especially with the weapons that they had uh, on the head coach more than I do on, on Derek Carr's ability to be able to execute. Cause I refuse to believe that, you know, Derek Carr just forgot how to play football all of a sudden, you know what I mean? There's a lot of other equations to that. And one of the other pieces of that equation is this is a guy that's never had a defense that is ranked better than 20th in the NFL. And all of a sudden he's going to be equipped with a defense that has ranked consistently in the top 10 since what, 2017, or at least around that area. You know what I mean? They've been in that conversation and they've certainly been in the, you know, in, in certain areas of their offense, they've been top five, top 10 over the course of the past three years. And so I think that that makes a little bit of a difference for him, for him as well. He's one of the better in-game quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I believe he's fourth right now amongst active players when it comes to fourth-quarter comebacks, as well as game-winning drives to either third or fourth. I can't remember how the Tom Brady retirement impacted it. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's got a lot of these pieces that the Saints love and that they really, really value at the position. Work ethic, leadership, poise, uh, the ability to, you know, the, the pre-snap ability that he has. These are all things that the Saints care very much about. And it's made him a very natural fit here so far in New Orleans. I think that's kind of the excitement with the team, Ross, is that when you're pairing this guy with, as you said, his first potential top ten defense that he's ever had in his going on ten, ten year career, right? Like right? He's been in the de- he's been in the NFL for almost a decade at this point, and he's never had even an even competent defense, much less like an average one. So you, you're pairing him with that, but all the weapons that they have, the biggest question mark. I think for a lot of fans, and for Mike Dettelier is putting, pointing this out multiple times, it's the offensive line because you've invested yeah. so much into it with four first-round picks, a second-round pick. That's so much premium draft capital that you've put into those starting five on the line. 
and you haven't seen much out of him. A lot of it is due to injuries, and it is a very highly injured position. But, I mean, you haven't even really seen those guys at OTAs either. So mandatory minicamp right. is coming up, but at OTAs you were seeing guys like Calvin Throckmorton, Lewis Kidd. Like, I think Eric McCoy was like the only starter there. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, what are your thoughts on the team's offensive line? Because I feel like that's the one thing, big question mark on the team uh, heading into 2023. Yeah, a huge question that this team has to answer is can they protect – the assets that they have, or rather, can they protect the big asset, the quarterback, who can elevate the other assets and distribute to the other assets that they have either added or reinvested in, like guys like Juwan Johnson and, and Michael Thomas in the reinvested category there. And so, uh, you know, and, and, the, and the thing that really you know, hurts about all this is that the Saints really can't even start to answer that question until training camp. Like, mandatory minicamp's not really going to answer those questions, maybe a little bit for Ryan Ramchick, but, you know, is, is Andrew Speed going to be healthy enough to even participate if he's there? Trevor Pinning, Cesar Ruiz, those guys are not on a timetable that you know says that they're going to be ready to go for minicamp they're on a timetable that says they're going to be ready to go for for training camp or that the hope or expectation is that now we also didn't expect to see michael thomas you know four days ago but we did uh and so there's always you know something like that that can happen but that they might not really be able to start even getting to the point where they can gather the information that will eventually answer the question of their offensive line until july and that could be you know a little bit tough for them but the good news is that you know, one of the things that made this thing so special back in, if we look at like the 2017, 18, 19 years, is that even when they were down offensive linemen, the backup offensive linemen were still able to go in there and perform. And so I think the Saints are getting a good look at their depth right now without having, you know, four of their five starters out on the field. And, you know, there was a moment, you know, to where there was the backup center in during team drills and everyone moved but the center no way to, to say anything other than, okay, well, that one's on the center, you know? And so there's, you know, it, it's indicative and it's easily diagnosable to be able to say, okay, here's a position where I think that this the position group that I think the saints can continue to invest in uh, over the course of training camp. And I think that offensive line deserves more attention and will very likely get more attention uh, all throughout those you know few weeks of training camp, because that's a big question they're going to have to answer, not just the starters, but are they equipped to cover for the starters should one or two miss a game? Yeah, I think the first team offensive line during the the last day of team drills, and probably all of them, if I'm for being honest, was Storm Norton at left tackle, Calvin Throckmorton, mm-hmm. Eric McCoy, who did show up, Lewis Kidd, yeah. and uh, Landon Young. So it's tough to draw right. a lot of conclusions from that group, um, but 100%. they're getting they're getting they're getting important reps. Let's let's put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a text here that wants to know what what is your take on on the draft picks? What have you seen from this so far? Obviously, there's limited amount we can get from the linemen and you know the Brian Brzees of the world, the Isaiah Foskies of the world. They work out across the field. It's hard to even see what they're doing. But has there been any of the rookies that have stood out to you in particular so far? Yeah, I, I think the one that has stood out to me the most, outside of the guy that gets to have the ball in his hands the most, in Jake Hayner, but you know, I, I, looking away from the quarterback spot, is is Jordan Howden, uh, the safety that they drafted the fifth round out of, out of the University of Minnesota. This is a guy that had over 200 slot snaps in four of the last five years when he was in Minnesota. He's got a ton of special teams experience. He's versatile over on the defensive side, and the comparisons that I've heard of him are that you know he's got the versatility of P.J. Williams, and he has the above-the-shoulders football IQ of a Marcus Williams, who saw the field extremely well. And I know a lot of people probably just groaned and went, yeah, well, Marcus Williams missed a tackle. I know he missed a tackle. But in terms of the way that he saw the field, moved himself into the position to make plays, like Marcus Williams was able to get himself into plays that he had no business being able to get to in the first place. Uh, and so there were some reps that he lost that most safeties wouldn't even be there to have a chance. And it's that kind of IQ that's being described about Jordan Howden. So I think that Jordan Howden is probably the guy that has been the, the most 
impressive to me out of what we've been able to see from all of the uh, the young rookies. Brian Brzee has done a good job. You know, he he started off in the third third team, climbed to the second team, got up to the first team. But how much of that was really just that? By the time that he got to the first team, they were doing red zone drills. They wanted to get an opportunity to look at him situationally or circumstantially in that versus how much of it is his progress. I think some of it is still the latter one way or another, but that question can't really be answered until training camp. So you're right. The, the linemen are a little bit harder, especially because like no one's trying to tackle. No one's really trying to stop the running back. No one's really trying to sack the quarterback, all those things. Uh, so maybe that's where, you know, things like, um, what do you call it, the joint practices and stuff, especially having two weeks of those, maybe that's where we really start to get to diagnose a little bit of that. But I think Jordan Howden has really been the guy that is the rookie that has stood out in positive ways the most for me so far out of this class. I think Jordan's an interesting case, Ross, because he was a guy that played a lot of special teams at Minnesota. So when you mm-hmm. you make that pick, like that's kind of your first thought, is that this is a guy that can help you on special teams almost instantly. But, I mean, is there a, a world, I mean, I guess where when you look at the Saints' safety position with Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, they're not getting any younger. Do you think that, I, I mean, far from him just being, let's say, the next JT Gray, so to speak, a, a special teams ace on the mm-hmm, team, mm-hmm. that he can actually have impact early on in his career in the defensive backfield as a safety? Yeah, I mean, I, I purposefully draw the connection of him to P.J. Williams because P.J. Williams was that guy. Like, he didn't start for the, you know, especially when things started to really come together for the Saints defense back in 2017, he wasn't really a starter. Like he wasn't, he wasn't, he was a guy out there that, you know, they, they kind of put in the, they kind of put in the slot and he revitalized his career there, but then they, you know, had some injuries at safety. And so then, you know, he, he goes into a, I can't remember if it was a Titans game or a Panthers game toward the end of a year, but then they, they put him at free safety and he plays, well, I think it was a Titans game and he plays extremely well out there. And then he revitalized his career as a safety. And then all of a sudden he becomes this chess piece that you can move around. I think Jordan Howden, has that same ability, especially with the Saints not bringing P.J. Williams back. Now, look, he's got some competition because there are guys like Lonnie Johnson Jr., Ugo Amadi, as well as the other safety and Jonathan Abrams. So this trio of safeties that the Saints signed this offseason all have a lot of versatility to them too. But Jordan Howden's a guy that has a ton of experience playing split safety roles where his responsibility is taking away one half of the field or a quarter of the field, depending upon what the coverage is. He's got experience being a single high safety to where he's the lone man center fielder. He sealed a game for the Minnesota uh, Golden Gophers uh, that way, which is still the most fun um, mascot to say on air, by the way, outside of like banana slugs, they don't have a football team. Uh, (laughs) And then you've got, you know, uh, you know, this guy that also has a ton of experience in the slot. And not only are Tyra Matthew and, Marcus May not getting any younger, but neither is Bradley Roby, right? So you have to figure out sort of what your plan is uh, for starters. This is a team that had five intended uh, defensive backs to start the season last year, and then the five of them never played a single snap together. So having a guy like Jordan Howden that, yeah, can help you out on special teams, but that also has the versatility to be a chess piece to move around, I think there is a good chance that he has uh, a bit of an earlier impact that, that is expected. We're talking to Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints and senior reporter for the Saints News Network. I have one more question for you, Ross, and we were kind of debating it earlier today. We got a bunch of interesting text. Do you want to see the Saints on Hard Knocks? Oh, man, I do. (laughs) You do? Yeah, DA is going to be so mad at me for saying that. But, (laughs) like, I I really do. I I think Hard Knocks is – I'm still one of those people that's such a fan of Hard Knocks, and I I do think that it's a fun way for – for fans to get a little bit more, um, you know, access to, to their favorite team and stuff like that. I do think that there's value to it, uh, but I understand that it's a distraction, but I will say this. I don't think that they will because remember they're competing against, 
probably what is the most intriguing storyline in the NFL this year, and it's the whole Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets situation. I don't know how HBO passes up on that. They would be wild to do so, but I also would not be upset, you know, seeing the Saints uh, Saints on Hard Knocks and you know getting. And I like me some camera time too. Maybe I walk across the camera, get to say (laughs) I see myself on HBO. Like I'm not mad at that either. So you know, there's some selfish reasons there, but I'm I'm not fully against it. But I do understand the distraction that it causes for the team and coaches. If you got to get on HBO somehow. It's it's not the worst way. Yeah, I'd rather it be this way than any other alternatives that might that might come across. I'll tell you that much. All right, Russell, I appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend, man. Thanks, buddy. Right back at you. Y'all take care, stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. You too. Thanks, Ross. All right, man. Make sure to check out Ross and Locked On Saints Daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints. He does a great job. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.